Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me this morning for this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen. I'm coming to you from our training facility at Weatherford, Oklahoma on a beautiful, this is actually a Friday morning, I'm recording this. Oh, it's just beautiful out our weathers. We've had some cooler mornings and it's still warming up pretty good in the afternoons, but oh, it's getting into a good time of year. I actually looked at the weather this week and next week we're going to have a cool front come through and, you know, looking at that 10 day forecast and all, it's going to be nice. Going to be nice to be able to start and have kind of a normal work day. The summer, by the end of the summer, um, as a lot of you can tell that listen every week, I'm ready for summer to turn into fall <laughs> and, and cool off and I cannot wait till I uh, put my felt hat on for the winter so anyway a uh, couple things well we've had a lot going on this week been working a lot of horses working with some young trainers had a had a former trainer slash friend that used to work for us come up this week and spend a day it was just a wonderful experience and, and I tell you what I'm going to talk a I'm going to talk about some things he helped me with. Kind of a neat story, and I'll tell it real quick. So about in 2014, when we started our production sale, Jess Morgan, he he didn't work for me that year, but he worked for me in 2015-2016. Prior to our sale, he would come and spend a, a good bit of time with me not only working on our customer horses and working getting those horses worked but getting them getting our sale horses ready and ready to show and you know he was here this week now he is more in the cow horse industry and he's riding cow horses um he's got some good customers he does it does a great job does a great job jess is one of those guys that in a crowd, you would notice him just because he's going to stand there real quiet and smile. He's not going to be the guy that does all the talking. He's not going to be a, a dominant personality in that respect. But, but when he steps up in the stirrup and he gets goes to show his horse or work his horse, uh, you'll, you'll pay attention real quick. I mean, the guy, he's a hand. And I remember in 2015 first year he worked for me our sale was kind of it was getting ready for the sale and having the sale was a workhouse I mean it was uh, and he talks about it to this day how hard we worked because it was basically him and I and then a little bit of part-time help but that we did all everything with the horses and you know at our sale that year when I introduced before the sale started and when I introduced my family and our team and I introduced Jess and had him come out and I said, told everybody, um, you better get his autograph now because before he's famous, because he's, he's one of the, one of the shining lights in our industry and the up and comers, you know, and I know, you know, Jess 
he's talked about that, you know, that meant a lot to him. And from then on, I mean, he's really, well, he was, he was on the right path that me introducing him and saying that did not probably affect him at all, but it probably did encourage him. It didn't affect, he was going to be successful riding horses. There's no doubt about that. He's handy but it did encourage him to continue on because just like this week when he was here, you know, we, we talked about, you know, Jess is, uh, Jess is 30 now, 30 or 31, real early thirties. You know, I'm 57, you know, I've been around a good while. And so he's, he's really good about asking questions and getting input. And after that second year, he was with me, then he started uh, or help after the second year he helped us with our sale he didn't work for me full time year round he he was more during the sale times he would come prior to and work and then work through the sale and then he'd go back to to doing his deal and uh you know and at that time actually the first year he was coming off a bad broken leg and he hadn't done he he was really just trying to get back on his feet he was riding a few rope horses riding just like he says you know he was just riding anything that had hair that somebody had pay him to ride and we've all been down that road i mean i feel like i've done that for three decades you know the the quality of horses i get now is sure different than 20 or 30 years ago even yeah all, all trainers go through that part of it but you know just like with the training deal, you're, you're going to, you know, we talked a lot about some of the challenges as far as time constraints, understanding we only have so much time, no matter, now you can be very efficient with your time, you know, and that's, that takes me to a whole nother subject that I'll talk about a little bit, but you, you can, you can be very efficient with your time and, and you need to be because, you know, you, you kind of, you have to be, um, when you're training a horse, I mean, part of you needs to be a micromanager when it comes to being efficient with your time. And then part of you, when you step up on that horse, you need to flip that switch and you, you need to let that horse make mistakes, stay out of their face and, and trust them that they might find the answer. And if they don't, then help them, you know, so it's, it's really, you know, we talked about that a good bit. It's really, really hard to, to flip that switch on us because everybody in this business and everybody in life wakes up. Well, I'm going to say the people in this industry and the people I know and the people that are listening, you wake up feeling behind. You wake up, you wake up thinking, feeling overwhelmed a little bit. You wake up feeling like you got more to do than you could ever get done. I mean, I've, I've felt that way my whole life, my whole life, you know, and I don't ever feel like I'm caught up, which I'm not sure I want to be caught up be honest with you. I mean, now, 
you know, but for about two decades there, it about drove me nuts that I was never caught up. Now I've kind of accepted it. <laughs> I think whatever you want to call it, when you get wore down mentally and physically, you start to accept some things. <laughs> and being a Friday morning, early Friday morning, the sun's just coming up. Believe me, I've got the edge off. <laughs> the edge, I got the edge off for the week about Tuesday. So I've been, I've been uh, not, not quite so much on the muscle this week. It's been, it's been super busy and it's, it's been really good, but you know, we ride, we'll work tomorrow, um, Sunday's off. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to enjoy Sunday. I'm, I'm going to enjoy Sunday and I may rope Sunday if Wade wants to, but you know, Sunday's. I go out there and I feed and if I'm not going to do something or we're not going to rope, I can't, I can't get away from there fast enough. <laughs> I'm going to watch Pendleton because Pendleton's going on this week. I'm going to watch that short round and, and, uh, I'm going to enjoy the, I'm going to enjoy the day to recharge my batteries and, you know, it, whatever, whatever business we're in, whatever we're doing, we wake up feeling busy got more to do than you can do and and it's the horse training part of it is so interesting to me because and the way it parallels life because just like jess and i were talking this week it is you've got all these horses to work you got all this to do but then at the same time when you step up in that stirrup and we were working on some, basically when, when I, I had Jess come to help me with stops, lead changes, flying lead changes and turnarounds. And it was, it was really interesting because those are things that I, I can do all three of those things. I've, I've always been able to put a, put a pretty nice stop on a horse. I'm good. I'm really good at lead departures. I'm not great at flying lead changes because, and this isn't an excuse, it's a reason, because in the disciplines that I train for, we don't, every time you shift your hips, you don't want your horse changing leads. You know, like in the barrel, on those barrel horses, there's only one lead change in the run. Um, on a rope horse, you know, in the team rope and you don't ever want them in the right lead. You want that horse to be left lead dominant. And so I don't practice that a whole lot, but at the same time, my preparation of controlling the five body parts had me set up to where when I worked on the turnaround and I worked on the big, you know, rundown stops and I worked on the flying lead changes, you know, I had, I was just missing one small piece of the puzzle to tie it together because I had all the preparation. And so it was, and I knew that, and I knew that, and I was doing those three, those three things, but I knew I could do it a little better. And Jess, tell you what, when he left in 2016, he went on a little journey and he worked for, I think he told me he's worked for nine different trainers and I'm, and I'm talking some of the elite trainers out there. And he basically starved to death while he was doing it. They don't pay much, 
and they can't pay a lot because when you're riding a horse for X amount a day, there's only so much money to go around. I mean, the training horse deal, you can make wages, but you're not, you know, it doesn't make a lot of money. I mean, if you're thinking you're going to get a big lump sum of money at some point riding training horses, anybody that thinks that, that, you know, you make that kind of money if you sell a good one of your own or you sell one for a customer and make a nice commission, whatever, you know, but the training part of it, the actual physical training part of it, you know, you, you can, it's a good job and you can make wages, but it doesn't make a lot of money. Well, so the trainers who have assistants and they're, they're training customer horses, there's not a lot of money to go around. I mean, there's still a bunch of those jobs out there right now that are 250 to 300 bucks a week. That, that's what those guys make, you know, and uh, there's some that are better than that, you know, but there, there's, I guarantee you, there's, there's several jobs out there where people are making, you know, 300 bucks a week. I mean, try to live on 300 bucks a week in this world, you know. So Jess, he, you know, he went and sacrificed, you know, five years, four or five years riding with different guys and learning. And, you know, it was, uh, it was really, really good to see when he came and, and I told him this, I said, man, you are, you are a completely different guy than you were even back when, when we started. And, and he was great help then. I mean, he was great help, great attitude, willing to learn, you know, and, and he told me, you know, and this is, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that, but this would, this really made me feel good. He said, you know, he would be talking about something, but he said, he would say, you know, I learned that back when I started here. And then I just, then I just use that to help propel me forward and, and build on that. Well, so I've got two horses that I'm showing in a, in a ranch horse competition, which is a, has five events and there's a cow horse class, reining class. There's a class called cut and capture. Um, where you cut three cows and on the third one you cut them out and then you then you go rope them. And I've got two geldings for a customer of mine, um, Gene Harris in Kildare, North Dakota. And they're nice geldings, but they're not, you know, they're not ready for to show in a reining class or a cow horse class. And, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, where we'll end up in this competition. By no means I could... Well, you know, we could be last, we could be first. I have no idea, but I'm not a bit worried about that. I just want to show these two horses the best that I can and have them prepared. And I knew, I knew in a couple areas, I was missing a piece of the puzzle. You know, it, it just, it's just like on the, like Jess showed me one thing on the flying lead changes that, that changed my flying lead changes in five minutes. Well, that right there. Okay, so I'm I'm 57 and he's, I think he may just be 30, early 30s anyway. That right there is the same thing that I always tell everybody. We're silly 
in this world, if we're struggling with a specific thing or or it's not as good as we think it could be, that you don't reach out and get that help. You know, because I know there'd be people go, well, what are you, well, you know, why are you having somebody, why are you having Jess come help you? I mean, he started with you and, and you know, look where he's at. Well, yeah, but he's went and worked in disciplines that I don't work in. You know, and and sometimes I think we, with a lot of things in our life, sometimes we forget that. Or for whatever reason, we're either too proud or too lazy to go do it. I'm going to tell you what, and, and, and I wish I would have learned this way, way, way long ago. It's just like last night, Bridget and I were watching Pendleton. And I was watching the bronc riding and, and we were sitting there and she's, and I never went to Pendleton. She was sitting there and she said, I can't believe we never went to Pendleton. And I said, I know, I don't, but in the fall I was usually broke and I didn't fit, you know, but at the same time, I'd, I, a lot of th those years I'd went all year. Well, Pendleton for what it pays and the prestige that goes with it and the experience that's a rodeo I should have been at every year because number one in the timed events it's kind of a cowboy deal I mean not that I'm a better cowboy than anybody else but I've roped you know we've taken care of cattle in the pasture and roped them on grass and you know I mean it's just a different deal well I should have been there every year well you know, I talked myself out of it because I didn't, you know, I didn't think I could. Looking back on my rodeo career, and I've, I've, I had some success, you know, but looking back on it, like I told her last night, you know, if I, if I could do it again or I could help somebody else, I, I would go get more mentors. And I would go to them and say, I am not very good at this or I'm not, I'm struggling with this. And, and you know what? People are more than willing for the most part to help you. You know, one of the biggest where we fall short and, and I'm talking about myself included is we don't have enough mentors. And you know, when Jess and I, spent the whole day together he didn't leave till about he got up early got here we worked horses worked some more visited a, all day long about training i mean he didn't pull out of the driveway till eight o'clock that night and had two hours to drive home you know so he's he spent four hours of his day driving to come help me and right now Jess has become one of my mentors for, for this other discipline that, that I don't practice. The things that I learned from him, you know, just on my big stops, my rundowns and my stops, my lead changes and my turnarounds. Uh, in the turnaround, he showed me how to really anchor that outside hind leg in a turnaround. And I was doing that similar but different 
and that slight change as soon as I made that slight change my horse anchored that leg and I mean started to dig a hole in the ground little things little things like that I mean it was so eye-opening for me and just a great reminder to me that anytime I'm struggling with a situation I'm struggling with whatever or I'm meeting you know something's challenging to me if I know where I can go get the help if I know who I can use as a mentor I tell you what all more and more you know John Maxwell's one of my mentors I've never met him yet but I follow him the guidance he has the knowledge he has the experience he has is unbelievable you know he is he is a leadership teacher if you want to if you want to learn how to lead you know that guy he's the guy you know there's a guy that I follow called Ed Milette has a great podcast you know he I don't like them all but the business the business part of it I lo- I love the business podcasts you know there's there's mentors out there just waiting for us and uh just like in the training industry you know after after Jess and I rode this week I got to thinking you know there there are so many there are so many things where I can I can broaden my horizons and make my horses better you know there there isn't anybody that doesn't like a really 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 well broke horse and we talked about this quite a bit and and we talked about specific disciplines and I'm not going to say what the disciplines are but there are some specific disciplines out there where those horses just aren't broke good enough and I'll I'll tell on myself a little bit here you know we finally kind of Bridget and I had to sit down and visit about some some of our personal horses and I had to tell her you know what I don't feel like we've had a good horse a really really good horse I mean especially like in the barrels for a couple years and the reason is is I haven't really spent the time and really really got one broke like they need to be I'm doing that now and you've heard me talk about with the horse we call wit which is a horse I really really like but that horse was not he was not broke good enough he was not well enough trained to take the speed and he had a few little bad habits that he would fall back to and I don't have those gone completely but they're definitely in the rear view mirror and when I get him solid fundamentally he is he's gonna be really really nice I've been roping on him a bunch I've been working him a bunch on having not pretty good control of the five body parts having great control and you know that that right there you know we're it's frustrating because I know what it takes. I mean, I know what it takes to make a great horse. 
and everybody else does too. But at the same time, sometimes we got to take the rose colored glasses off and step back and say, you know what? I ain't doing my job. And that, that is exactly where I was at. Now, was I doing my job in in the other phases of my life for my customers, for my clinics? I mean, you know, that part, my, my responsibilities as, as a husband and a father here. Yeah, I think I was, but was I making, was I putting the time in on our horses? Uh, -uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was doing, they were on the back burner every day, every day. And, and, you know, it, that's a, that's a bitter pill to swallow, but you know, I, I needed to swallow that because tell you where they were falling short was because I was falling short. You know, here's the key. Those, those horses, and Jess and I talked about this a bunch when he was here this week. They, you know, good enough ain't good enough anymore. You know, he's he's showing those horses in the cow horse, and he's he's got a couple horses, and he's he's competing with and and beating you know guys that are kind of legendary in that industry and and i'll tell you the difference is i promise you jess is putting the time in and he's working his tail off and i mean he's he's giving them what they need not what he has time for and it shows up when you go to show them it shows up when you go to show them. So anyway, that's just that's just what I wanted to talk about today. Here again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, we appreciate you. Thanks for sticking with us for 100 episodes or so. Um, we're, we plan on continuing to do the podcast. Here again, we love the feedback. Y'all have a, have a safe week of training. Have a blessed week of training. And as always, today and every day, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhagenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhagenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.